Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary on with the Get Some Podcast. My guest this week, Tony Baker from Chicago. What's up, man? People probably know your voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially during COVID more than anything else with your, uh, as your shirt says, cram. cram. Mm-hmm. You're the, the guy right now that's like doing the animal videos mm. with the voiceover. How did that all come about? Okay, let me just make sure people know. <laughs> you guys have seen any of the animal videos out there on, on Instagram, social media, anywhere where there's a voiceover? 9% of the funny ones are Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> now, how'd you come about with that? Were you just goofing off one day? Yeah, um, I did my first voiceover video uh, in like 2000, shoot, I want to say 2013. Really? Yeah, like uh, I just did one. It was this golden Brazil. Just giving people the business. He was just like knocking people off motorcycles. And then he knocked this lady down. She had grocery bags. He knocked her down. Then this dude tried to save her and he gave him the business, yeah. chasing them all around. And I just did that for fun on my YouTube page. And I, I only had like 200 some followers on my subscribers on my YouTube at the time. Mm-hmm. I just did it for fun. It did pretty good numbers. No, nothing viral. But it was just yeah. way more traffic than my normal nothing yeah. that was on the page. And uh, I did another one of this raccoon uh, eating out of the cat food dish. And the cats were surrounding him. I'm like, who's this guy? And he was just all in there. And he would take the cat food and dip it in the water. Yeah. And he was just looking at the cats the whole time. Like, y'all don't y'all don't be doing this? And like, you know, I could just see it in his eyes. Like, y'all, y'all need to get in on this. He was looking around. And the cats were like, who the hell is this guy? And then he, he runs off. And then he comes back to get one last scoop. And then he runs away. So I did those two. And uh, I pitched that, those to Marlon Wayans. Remember he had What the Funny going? Yeah. I pitched that to him. And I was like, I can do these kind of videos for the for the channel. And they were like, yeah. They loved it. I pulled them off my YouTube. And so we were going to get that going. And then, you know, What the Funny fell through for whatever reason. So I was just sitting there with those two videos. Probably because he's an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on. You come on a podcast, you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> right. Probably because Marlon's an asshole, Tony. Oh, I, I never knew. The whole family. I never knew. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got to shrink down. Like, those are my Hold friends. On. Now the pressure's on. Yeah. Like, do I agree? Or do I really go against friends, Gary? Those are my friends. All the Wayans are so no. selfish, not trying to help other people. I like them as a family. <laughs> no, they're great. Yeah. So uh, I just reposted the raccoon, and then it went viral. And now I was like, let me just keep doing these just on my page. And so from then on, it's just been that. So that's how I got started. But it really has taken off. When you say like in the last, what, year? I would say Six. the last uh, three years probably. The numbers have just been steadily growing because I've been more consistent with them. Yeah. And so, yeah. So probably You're like doing, How many are you doing a day now? I do on, on a good week where I'm like productive and feeling funny and like, you know, um, I, w- I would do probably like three or four a day. How you be finding these videos? Oh, people send them to me 24-7. Oh, now they're sending them. Oh, 24-7. Oh, so you're like, you're like uh, when Michael Blackson does the whole who did this shit to me. Yeah. And it's got you know a picture of him next to something else. <laughs> right. So they're sending them to you, yep. and you're just putting the voiceover on it. Yeah, I never have to look. They're just sitting there. Oh, they're waiting on it. Yeah, and if they really, like, if it's, if it's a video that's already viral. I'll get the same video hundreds of times. Yeah. Like, you got to do this one. Yeah. Or if they, they really want to get to me, they'll, they'll send it to my girl, and then she'll show me. And they'll be like, yeah. You know, so I never had to search. So how do you, 
I might be naive, but mm. so you see the video, uh-huh. and then was there an app on your phone? You just yeah, on your I phone use, or computers? I use iMovie. You do? Oh, iMovie. Yeah, got it, got it. So got I got see it. Um, I, see, I I either screen record the video or I just uh, use one of those repost app joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, record it via either iMovie or this other app I use called InShot because they have the audio capacity. Uh-huh. And I just do it that way. Now, if I'm doing multiple voices within that video, I try to use my head, my headphones, hook it to the phone. That way yeah. I can hear what I just said and I can yeah. respond to it. Right. And then that's it. Okay. Yeah, it's real simple. I, now I know what to do so I can start doing yeah, it. Yeah, man. Because you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do them, you know? So it's like... I noticed that too. Like I, I, I mean, everybody's done like versions of it, but yeah. your level of commitment to the voiceover animal videos—it's uh, just—it's on another <laughs> level. I was like, oh, because it's in stand-up. It's like we all get in just telling jokes on stage, right? But you never know—you never know how people are going to get to know you, or mm-hmm. what's going to go viral, right? Or how you find your little niche. And I say, for this period of time, for mm-hmm. you, you've cornered the market. Mm. On these videos with these animals and your voiceover on it, are you winging it? Are you doing like multiple takes when you're doing your voice? Um, uh. It depends on the video. Like some of them are super quick; they're like super short, and I just nail it in one take. Mm. Other ones, I might I might have to do multiple takes, just depending on how I say it or what what I want to throw in there. And then stuff comes to me on the fly too, so I'll be like, "No, yeah. I'll say this instead." So it just really depends on the video. Sometimes one take; it takes me literally less than a minute. And, Other times. and now you're selling shirts off yeah. of it. You got the shit on. Yeah, cram. Yeah, mm-hmm. pumped your shit. Yeah, man. This is uh, the cram shirt. Because, um, you know, the Rams are always like, they come in head first. Yeah. And uh, people love those. Like, you know, when people send me videos of their kids saying it, like playing yeah. with toys, I'm like, oh, the kids. Have you, now, do you cuss in any of them? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I try to keep it primarily PG 13, yeah. but every now and then, not the hard cusses. But yeah. just like, you know, can, can we cut Yeah, whatever you want. Oh, yeah, like you know. ass and damn. I say goddamn a lot. Yeah. So it's usually that or like, you know, ass. Or I'll put in the purposely done beep. Oh, like, if, like if a cat is about to fall, then I'll yeah. throw in the boop. Like if they yeah, cuss yeah, and yeah. the cat yeah. So I like doing it that way, too, because it's just, it's just funny when you hear the beep. Yeah. Because, you know, they like, oh, he was really about to fall. So Now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Since you've cornered the market on the animals and the voiceovers, I would say at this stage, mm-hmm. uh, when you just post a picture of yourself, or people are like, what the fuck? Oh, man, <laughs> they don't want to see me. Like, oh, God. Or even like when I'm saying stuff, like yeah. when I'm talking to the yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Hey, it was the voiceovers. Yeah. We don't want to hear how you yeah. feel about Trump. Oh, get, my get the God. sheet talking about get Trump. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, so anytime, like, you know, if I post a picture of, like, let's say it's me and my son, it's great uh-huh. numbers, you know, or yeah. a picture of my girl, this is my girl, great numbers. When it's me, uh, it's negative <laughs> likes. <laughs> Negative comments. You now, know. You, you grew up in Chicago, right? I grew up in Chicago. And yeah. then when did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. in 2006. But before that, I moved from Chicago to New Mexico. Oh, the huge stand-up scene out there. Oh, man, it's, it's popping. It's cracking. As soon as I got off the bus, they were like, hey, man, so this guy's getting off the bus. And I knew then. I wanted. Now, uh, my brother got stationed there in the Air Force, and he invited us out. And we were like, oh, why you didn't invite us to Hawaii when you was out there for yeah. the first four years? And there was right. no invites on Hawaii, but New Mexico, you need a team, huh? So uh, we moved out there, and then I went to New Mexico State. And then from there, came Did you graduate from New Mexico State? Nah. You just went there a couple like, years? Yeah, I went there a long time. 
Like, like I changed my major like twice. It was like, you know, uh, I always wanted to act, man. I always wanted to act. And I didn't think I would like theater. And I was just like, man, I want to be a movie. But in New Mexico, I wasn't thinking like, there's no industry here. Breaking Bad. This is before. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, I know. I'm pre- like this. Breaking Bad brought yeah. that industry there. Now New Mexico is popping, but yeah. this was before they built the studio out there because they shot Terminator Salvation out there. And like, yeah. But at the time, I was like, I don't know if this is the industry. So I went in the degree, like psychology initially. And then the classes were boring, so I switched to secondary education science classes kick my ass like chemistry kicked my ass twice and then ecology and genetics i was like i'm not built for this and then uh changed it to social studies mm. so now i'm like yeah i can teach history you know what i'm saying so change it to that and you know taking the semester off here and there i was in college for like 10 years <laughs> no degree <laughs> no degree just out there and then uh i did theater in 2003, I did The Mice and Men. I was like, man, I knew I should have went for this to begin with. Did another play. Did another play while I was the lead. I was like, I'm going for it. I'm going to L.A. And so I dropped out about two full semesters shy of my degree. Mm-hmm. Dropped out. And my ex-wife at the time, you know, she's a nurse. So she can get a job anywhere. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the all-stars of the game. So she's like, yeah, we can move out there. So I was like, boom. Then 2006, moved out here to and pursue with, acting. With the ex-wife. With the ex-wife, yeah. yeah, yep, and to pursue acting. So, and I'm, I'm going to let everybody know right out the gate, like, you know, my my achievements in stand-up, and I was able to, you know, grow pretty frequently, is because, you know, my ex-wife, she was able to, you know, hold us down financially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always give credit on that tip. Yeah. Because without that, you know, I would have been hitting stages less. Yeah. You know, without that solid, you know. Um, You're able to have a place to sleep. Yeah, a place to sleep. Because, you know, male comedians, we can just couch serve. Yeah. I was homeless, still hitting the open right. mics. I was yeah. living in an empty bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, for women, it's different. They always need that stability. Yeah, need their space. Yeah, they need the space. To be, they can't just be couch surfing nah. as women. That's dangerous. Nah. So with us, you know, we'll be, I just showed up to L.A., nothing. I yeah. just had, you know, a bicycle. Right. You know, and then. <laughs> Sleeping them, on it. Yeah. There's a slept, banana seat, though. Yeah, the banana ah, seat's more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, I got a back of that. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> but, yeah, so I credit her for, for, you know, allowing me to progress that fast because I was hitting stages. Well, you were the, uh, okay, how I got wind of you was, um, like, I moved, I lived in L.A. for a while, then I moved in 2003, around uh-huh. 2004, and then I come back, but I wasn't doing a lot of stand-up, mm-hmm. and then when I, is something in my mouth? Shit. I felt like something <laughs> in my mouth. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, and I felt like something <laughs> in my mouth. And then I came nah. back. It's <laughs> that post-lunch podcast. Get back in. So, when I came back, though, when I, I started, like... Hitting stages again in LA every now and then, they'd be like, Well, Tony Baker has a room, or Tony Baker hosts this night. Oh, and that's okay. why I was like, This, okay, who's Tony Baker? And yeah. then I think somebody just gave me your number. I texted it one time, like, Yo, uh, I'm Gary Owen, and I, I'm assuming you knew who I was. It wasn't yeah. being cocky, but I think comics know other comics. Right, right. So I remember you was telling me, I don't even remember this, we had just had some text message exchange where you uh-huh. was telling me, Yeah, you can come here on Thursday, here yeah. on Wednesday. Da-da-da-da. I think that's how I got to know you. Okay. So and then where you really hooked me up, was when I was doing my special in 2013, mm-hmm. and I was doing the sketches. Yeah. 
And I said, <laughs> I said, okay, Tony knows all the, I don't want to say struggling comics, yeah. but comics that'll work for free. Yeah. Yeah. That was us. <laughs> so I said, if you know anybody wants to be in this barbershop sketch I'm doing, yeah. I was like, and so you made the phone calls and all mm -hmm. I could offer was lunch to everybody. <laughs> I was like, I can take care of lunch, yeah. and I promise it'll be funny, yeah. and you guys will maybe get your shit off. Right. And yep. that's when you got in the sketch to me with the barbershop, where we mm -hmm. just kind of winged it, because somebody was funny, man. I had a special, and I did three sketches. I did, I, did, I turned my black church joke into a sketch. Yeah. I did the barbershop sketch, and then I did um, I did one where I was at a coffee shop with Romney Malco. Okay, Yeah. Everybody just did solids for me. Everybody uh, I asked just came on and did it. Yeah. They knew I was out of pocket. We didn't write, none of my sketches, we wrote anything down. Yeah. <laughs> me and Romney winged it. Me and you winged it. Yeah. All the other no things. scripts. DC Irvin was yep. the barber. Yeah. He Ryan, winged it. Ryan Reeves was there. As yeah, a, yeah, Ryan yep. Reeves. Mm -hmm. I just told everybody, this is this what I want to happen. Yeah. And whatever you want to go with it, we'll just go with it. Yeah, man. And my buddy, uh, my buddy Say M, who's opening for me a lot, he was like, yo, he goes, dude. I do these sketches all the time. We'll do table reads. We'll do structures. <laughs> we'll have a script. They go, yeah. your ass, we just wing it and it comes out better. Mm. I go, if you hire comics, trust the comics. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So when I called you, I was just like, yo, just bring some funny people and uh, we'll do Subway. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the Subway was cracking, yeah. by the way. We was all in. Yeah, that's me right there. Dude. Yeah, that was that was your that was your solid. Like everybody's like, call Tony. He knows everybody in LA. Yeah, man. Because you were like, I always say like comics come in um fraternities. Like mm -hmm. my frat was like ninety-eight to about two thousand three. Wow. Those were my those were when Kevin Hart, D. Ray Davis, yeah. Cat Williams. That's when all of us showed up open micing. Wow. Trying to get on. I mean, there were grant, there was a hundred others that yeah. didn't make it. But like those were that was my group. That's a hell of a class. Man. Yeah, right? Wow. That late nineties. And you were like, you were like the frat after me. Mm -hmm. You came in 2006, and I'm sure you got your group that you've seen open micing. Yeah. You got the improv and comedy store and everywhere else where they're it's the same like group of like 30 every now and then. Yeah. You'll see them. Yeah, we came in because I actually started in uh 2008 because uh once I moved out here for acting, you know, you think you're gonna get off the bus, it's gonna be a director, like, oh man, you just get you be perfect for this movie I'm working on. Even though I didn't come on the bus, you just got that scene in your mind, you're getting off the Greyhound, you got your suitcase, the old school suitcases yeah. with the with the brown handles and the stickers on the them. Just, yeah, you come out like you standing there, <laughs> dress shoes on for no you. reason. You where you been? Oh man, you. You know black guy, two eyes. Come been on, looking man. for that. Because you hear the <laughs> Derek Luke story about how he got an Antoine Fisher. I was working in a story. candy shop and, yeah. you know, Denzel. And I'm just like, yes, that's going to happen to me. Yeah, man. And um, so, you know, I was doing extra work, just trying to act, trying to audition, trying to get an agent. And I was just like, man, you know, maybe I should try stand up as a way of exposure. I did it one time. I was like this. I fell in love with it immediately. And so ever since 2008, steadily. Never, yeah. never stopped. No, this is the only break I had was the pandemic. Yeah, you know, before before the pandemic hit, I had never gone more than ten days without hitting the stage. Yeah, and I was just like, Have you been on stage since the pandemic? Hit? I've done. You know, Kev on stage. He he's doing the socially distanced comedy show, where we 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 tape it live, and people can buy virtual tickets mm -hmm. to watch it as we do it live. And it's only up for like 24 hours. Hmm. So if you buy your ticket, you can rewatch it for, for a day. Yeah. You know, and, um, and so 
that was my first time getting back. And then in the, in the actual space, it's like 20 people in the audience spaced out. Mm. So that's it. So that was my first time getting back on stage yeah. was uh, last month doing this oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've been back up there a few times. I've probably been on the road five, five yeah. different weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's. Have you different. caught COVID since you've been going out there? Yeah. You did catch COVID. I, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, I yeah. No, and I got. To, I just finished the movie. I got tested on set, uh-huh. so I've, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm being careful. Right. Obviously, doing the podcast, we're probably four feet apart. Right. But I. I mean, I'm being careful, but I've really uh, taken better care of myself mm-hmm. during COVID. Like, yeah. taking the right vitamins and things mm-hmm. that boost my immune system up. Yeah. I called everybody that was smarter than me <laughs> when the COVID hit. I called yeah. every. Everybody I knew that's healthier than me, that yeah. I know they know what they're talking about, uh-huh. what do I got to take? Right. That's all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got like eight vitamins a morning I'm taking. Oh, wow. Different shit yeah. that I'm supposed to, I should have been taking. Almost <laughs> I did the Tom Brady thing. Tom Brady said he, he, always, um, he always treats his body like he's sick, so okay. he never gets sick. Oh, wow. Because whenever you get sick, you, you, you eat the right things, and you drink the right things, and mm. you take the right medicine and, and vitamins and stuff. Right. Tom Brady said, I've, I haven't been sick in like 20 years, because I always take care of myself like that. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah, maybe I should maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> Tom you know Brady I mean? it up, man. You ain't lying. When all else fails, Tom Brady it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's, he's aging like a black guy. Yeah. He is aging <laughs> slow, man. And still killing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. I've never seen nothing like it. Best quarterback of all time, would you say? I say. Yeah. I, I I can't argue with that. Uh, I mean, you got to realize he's he's not really had like hall. Of, he had Randy Moss, yeah, and I think Gronk will go in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, yeah, there hasn't been like hall. There's not been Hall of Fame tailbacks and Hall of Fame wide receivers. He's dealing with every. He makes them into that, right? Yeah, Wes Welker. Oh yeah, without Tom, who knows where Julian Edelman will be if he's right. even a, a, a wide receiver without Tom Brady? Right. You know, he was a quarterback in college. Edelman was. Yeah. Oh wow. I never would have thought that. Yeah, he was a quarterback in college. Wow. He was like a six-round pick, and then Welker got a headache, and there's a, it's a, there's an infamous video of wow. Bill Belichick telling Wes Welker, don't come out the game unless you really have to come out the game. Yeah. Because somebody's waiting to come in the game, and Edelman came in. Wow. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost like Belichick knew uh-huh. before it happened. He like he just said, like, tongue-in-cheek. All right, yeah. Come out if you want to, West, but somebody's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Edelman just on the sideline, like, yeah. <laughs> don't even know the plays and shit. Waiting, that's and crazy. They just came in. Are that's... you are you a huge sports fan? Uh, I, I wouldn't say huge. I'm very like 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 I don't know the players like off the top of my head. I don't know what college they went to, but uh, I'm I'm in. The, I was into football. Then I kind of turned my back on them with the whole you know Kaepernick thing. I was like, I don't know. I don't think y'all care about us. So I faded, and then so I go hard for my teams in basketball and football. So who, like a Bears a, fan and Bulls fan. Oh there. really? Yeah. So struggling but, lately. But you had your years. Let me tell you something, man. I'm sick of it. Even, even when Chicago got good and we went to the playoffs. You talking about the Bulls? Oh, you talking about the Bulls. Bulls or Bears, either one. Oh, I mean, this struggle city. Take your pick in the city. But uh, Chicago was good, like last season. The one where we went to the playoffs uh, yeah. and missed the kick. Yeah. Made the kick. The had to redo it. Oh, yeah. And then with the Bulls, like, you know, right now we got Zach Levine killing and Kobe White, um, you know, rookie, is yeah. killing. But we just need those pieces. I mean, you got to realize the stars aligned for that Jordan oh. era to come in. And yeah. Did you watch The Last Dance? Hell yes. I, Every episode. I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't either. But it was more like 
how everything had to align. Yeah. Just for him to get picked by the Bulls. Yeah. How the coaches and the players came to be on the team. I was mm-hmm. like, this God, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was frustrated. Organic, I was a Ewing guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was some frustrating years for me, boy. Yeah, who is your basketball team? Because we all know you you ride for the Bengals. Yeah. But who's we know your that. basketball? It depends. Like we're in a, it's our business. Like we get to know um athletes. Uh-huh. I kind of go where my friends are. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I'm always a LeBron guy just because I'm from Ohio. Yeah. And he's an Ohio guy. Right. And he reps Ohio. He does. So I'm like this. Yeah. You're good in my book. Plus, it was so great because when he was a senior in high school and there was all that hype around LeBron. Uh-huh. And when I said, oh, this fucker's in Ohio? Yeah. I go, okay. I got so frustrated with Jordan and the Bulls. Uh-huh. I go, I'm going to ride with this dude. Okay. I just made a decision like a little kid who yeah. sees his favorite team. And a little guy's like, I'm riding with this dude. Yeah. I hope when I meet him, he's cool. Mm-hmm. And then he was cool when I met him. I was like, yeah. okay, he's cool as shit. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so I'm probably a LeBron guy. So obviously Lakers. Right. And uh, it's weird now I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. My kids, some of the kids they grew up with are now in the league. Oh, like wow. The, the Jackson Hayes, the he's a center for the Pelicans. Uh-huh. He was like the number eight or nine pick last year in the draft. Yeah. Tall, mixed kid, all, highlight dunks all day. Uh, my kids grew up with him. Wow. They went to the same school? Elementary from wow. like first grade on. That's the whole crazy. family's a bunch of athletes. But just to see him, like now he's in the league and, yeah. it, and it happened so fast for him. That's crazy. His junior year of high school, he averaged like one point a game. Barely played. Yeah. And then the summer between his junior and senior year, he grew. Not only did he grow like uh-huh. five inches, he he became at, he was already athletic. He became Superman athletic. Wow. All of a sudden, everything just came together. Uh-huh. And then he went to Texas one year. Yeah. Seven foot, can jump by the gym. You can't teach that. We got to go in the draft. And he got picked by the Pelicans, and now he's in the league, man. Just hey. It's just cool to see. Like, I yeah. know his mom and dad, and they're... Whole family's cool. Yeah. And it's easy to root for them. Right. And you know they, I mean? they're from Ohio. Yeah, from Cincinnati. Okay. His wow. dad was the tight ends coach for the Bengals. Wow. But his mom was the basketball player. The mom was went to Drake and took him to the Sweet 16. So she's tall. She's the whole family is. Yeah. They breed. Everybody's just red woods walking around. They're breeding athletes. Because <laughs> his younger sister's at UC now. She's a freshman playing basketball. And the two younger brothers, uh-huh. uh, I think they're going to be football players. Wow. They're going to follow in their dad's footsteps. I'm the whole squad. And then his cousins all, one went to Wisconsin. Like, the whole family's just. They planned this, hooking up as parents. They planned this. They weren't even attracted to each other. They were just yeah, like, they probably like we can other. build. Yeah, we can build a dynasty. An athletic compound. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. I was going to do that. Yeah. I was going to. I was going to try to get Brittany Griner pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I would just tell my wife, yeah. look, this is for our future. This is, you know, we you build know in I mean. the compound. I always tell my wife, look, if I get somebody pregnant, it's going to be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> you were showing her handmade brochures. Yeah, I'm like this. See, this, look, is, this look, is what look. we could, you know. Look at her mom and dad. Look at her. I didn't do this for us. Slide it to your wife. I didn't over enjoy breakfast. it. Check yeah. this out. Look at this. Look She's at the stats on, on this one. No, you're not feeling all right either. Slide it back. She just signed with Nike. Yeah. You, you got to think about, you know, think about the bigger I picture. I like it. No. I had no emotion. You don't, you don't think our kids would like somebody in the NBA? I would like a brother in the NBA. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know you're mad now. Take a look again. But guess what? <laughs> Take another look at it. Just... <laughs> I, I fucked up with my wife. 
when I met my wife, she worked for Shaq. Uh-huh. And then she, well, she worked for the Clippers. And then she worked for Shaq. Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, she's into sports. Yeah. My kids are going to be into sports. Because that's the thing. Everybody wants the athlete kids. Right. But you also want to take your son to the football game. He's excited to go. Or yeah. your daughter. No. Uh. My, my son doesn't give a fuck about sports. I'm like this. What's he into? Video games. And he likes sports. Like he'll, he'll every now and then chime in on something. But yeah. He's not like me. Okay. Like we said, do you have kids? Yeah, they got two boys. You got two. How old are they? Twenty and eighteen. Oh, you got you got adults. Yeah. You're like me. All my kids are grown. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah they're adults, there, man. <laughs> now, are they Bears and Bulls fans? Yeah, I kind of forced them into it because you know, and I feel bad. That's one regret I have as a parent because they were trying to you know be 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 individuals and like I think I might like LeBron. Dad. I was like, hey man. No son of mine is going to like LeBron unless he's on the Bulls. And this is when he went to Miami. I wasn't yeah. for it at all. I feel like he bailed out no on Cleveland. You know, there's no loyalty. And he was like, I think I might like the Vikings. No, you don't. <laughs> now, the Vikings, that was pure blasphemy because yeah. they, they're in our division. That's the rival. Come on, man. He might as well have said the Packers. Yeah. And that, I would have disowned him had he said that. I would have kicked yeah. him out in the streets. Yeah. But then, you know, because, you know. But Detroit Lions just let it slide. Detroit Lions Oh, you feel bad for people? Yeah, okay. Detroit Lions, they, Detroit they can do that. Detroit's yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And plus, <laughs> my favorite running back of all time is Barry Sanders. Oh, okay. But I was like, but I felt bad for them because they're coming in an era where Chicago's struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they saw the Derrick Rose action. They were like, oh, okay. But then it was Struggle City when he left, so it was just like, man, they, they can't come up on a winning era. I don't feel bad. Like I did. Listen, I don't feel bad. I'm from Cincinnati, man. I don't give a fuck about your underprivileged kids that didn't get to see championships. Whatever. Welcome to my world, Tony Baker children. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to get out of me right now, Tony. No, I'm just saying. I don't feel bad at all for them little motherfuckers. <laughs> Loyalty. Hey man, don't be calling my kids motherfuckers. I, I respect it. Like it. I respect it. Because the Bengals, they did win a Super Bowl, right? No. They've never won. We lost won. twice to the 49ers. Uh, Joe Montana beat us both times. I don't know why I thought y'all won an early one back in nah, the 60s. Nah, we okay. went to Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23. Uh-huh. Montana beat us both times. And here's what's crazy. I hated Montana. Uh-huh. I hated him. Because I was like, he beat the Bengals twice. Right. Why am I in Syracuse, New York? It was like, Five years ago, uh-huh. and Montana's in the hotel lobby. I the see him and his doing? wife, and his son was playing for Tulane. He was a quarterback. Uh-huh. Tulane was playing Syracuse okay. football. Yeah. I see him in the lobby. I was like, that looks like Joe Montana. And I went, oh, shit, that is Joe Montana. Yeah. Right? So me and my opener, we go over to him because uh-huh. nobody's around him. Right. We made sure we said hello to the son and wife first. Yeah. We didn't exclude them. Uh-huh. So I was like, hey, how you doing, man? You in town? You got a game tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hi, how you doing? In there? I go, hey, um, <laughs> we obviously know who you are. I go, but there's not a lot to do around here. Right. As you know, I go, so we'd like to invite you to the show. I'm a comedian. Da-da-da. They uh, wife took the number down, called. Uh-huh. They came oh. the next night after the game. They came to the show, yeah. and the, the way they call was so funny. They go, hey, we're going to come. Uh, where do we get tickets? I go, no, I'm going to leave you tickets, yeah. right? Leave him tickets. He comes. He comes in the green room for about 15 minutes and it's bullshit, him uh-huh. and his wife and this other guy. And, and then uh, they sit down, normal seats. Yeah. I don't ever say he's in the audience, make it weird. After the show, he buys all my merch. Like what? He bought T-shirts, DVDs, everything I was selling, came and got them. Then we get a picture together, right? I was uh-huh. asked for a picture. We get a picture. His guy calls me uh, like a week later and goes, hey, Joe wants to send you a thank you for the show. I go, what? 
So Joe's Montana's people blew up the picture, uh-huh. and like it's way bigger than eight by ten. It's almost like it's like that size, right? Yeah. And he's got the official Joe Montana seal at the bottom, uh-huh. and then says uh, to Gary, "Thanks for the laughs, Joe Montana." And they they mail it to me. He have to do that. I go. It eased the Super Bowl losses a little Man. bit. I'll put it that way. It eased them. I like this. Okay, we didn't lose to an asshole. Yeah. He was cool. That's, I get it. He Joe Montana came to your show. Mm-hmm. And since you were blown up, man, that's that's a, and you were hating him for years. Hate passionately. Him. Fucking hated him. That's how I felt about Aaron Rodgers, because he was so good. Just killing us. Every time the Bears and the Packers meet, here come Aaron Rodgers with his big eyes. cool with it. Smiling. Man, and then, you know, when when everything is going down with the social injustice, Black Lives Matter, he said some great things about it. And I was like, man, here I am hating this man, and he's down for the cause. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, even though I don't know if you're watching this, I don't know. But I apologize, because I was doing this show called – uh, two-minute drill for all their digital. Mm-hmm. And it was like a sports kind of recap of what was going on. Yeah. And I would always take a shot at Aaron Rodgers, just on yeah. some sports beef, because I'm a Bears fan. And uh, I would always take a shot at him. And I'm like, man, I want him to win now. You, you like me mean? with the Steelers. Okay. Like, you grow up since then, you hate the Steelers. Yeah. Now that I've been to the city so many times and yeah. the, the improv there in the club, I, I really like that city. Yeah. I still don't root for the Steelers. But I really like Man. the people, and I have a good time. I go to Pittsburgh. I got yeah. good friends that live there. Yeah. I'm like this. God damn it. <laughs> I really want to hate you guys. But yeah. And then when you go there and you just see the energy in that yeah. stadium, you're like, Fuck. you know, in Cincinnati, uh-huh. they put in the paper, if you're a season ticket holder, don't sell your tickets to the Steeler game because Steeler fans buy the tickets and they'll outnumber the Bengal fans half the time with their terrible towels. Wow. I think the Packers... Steelers and Cowboys travel more than anybody. As wow. far as like road games. Yeah. That's crazy. I think I think nobody beats the Steelers though. Yeah. The Steelers are always it's always packed. Even even when you watch the Steelers play away, you're like, man, are they yeah. in Pittsburgh? You get right. you get fooled. You and they're never bad. They're yeah. eight and eight's a bad season they, for Pittsburgh. They're always good. One of the best teams that ever exist. Packers, always Packers like are like that too. Packers are never bad. <sighs> I'm yeah, sorry, but never, the Packers are the bad. Steelers for your division. Yeah, they just never. They always deliver. They always. Oh, they had a rough season. They still went to the playoffs. Yeah, no. Rough Lost season. In a wild card. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a bust. He'll throw for 500 yards. Yeah. They won't say nothing about the defense. They had Six touchdowns, 500 yards. Aaron Rodgers lost the game, man. This guy's <laughs> terrible. Really? Man. Really? Come on, man. Where would, would you be without Aaron Rodgers? I would kill to have Aaron Rodgers on the on the Bears. You, you know, know I got history with um, the tailback for the Bears, David no. Montgomery. Oh, yeah, his uh, his dad. Well, my grandpa was in the hospital like five, five, six years ago. My grandpa's in the hospital, like uh-huh. cancer. So you just you know he's on the way out. You're yeah, totally comfortable. His dad was one of the nurses that was taking care of my grandpa. Wow. So I'm talking to his dad. Yeah. And we're talking high school football in Cincinnati. Uh And just BSing. And he said, yeah, my son goes to Mount Healthy High School. I said, oh, man, I went to Talawana High School, which or they're in the same conference. Yeah. I said, you know what? Next year, I'll make sure I'm at the Mount Healthy Talawana game. I'm Uh going to go see your son play. He goes, all right. He doesn't fucking tell me. His son is this guy, David Montgomery, who's now the tailback for the Bears. Yeah. But in high school, he was the quarterback. Okay. He was also the safety. He was also the punter. He was also the kicker. <laughs> Fucker never came off the field. Yeah. I was like, 
You ain't tell me that was your goddamn son. Yeah, man. <laughs> he was doing every position, like, just in case y'all looking, I can kick. When I, t- when I tell you, I think the final score was like 50 to nothing. Wow. It was 42 nothing and a half. It, it was like a bear amongst puppies. Yeah. In your world. <laughs> Trying to put it in Tony Baker terms. It was like a grizzly right. just walked into a bunch of puppies. Yeah. They couldn't tackle them. Labradors, too. They're yeah. adorable. You know, they just, the eyes. And I'm food. talking like Leonardo DiCaprio type yeah. grizzly attacking people. <laughs> I was like, yo, I did not know that was your son, but that's crazy that I just met his dad in the hospital because he was taking care of my grandpa. Yeah. And so. From afar, I root for the Bears because of David. Okay. If you ask me, like, Packers, Lions, or um, Vikings, Vikings, Uh I'm going to root for the Bears. Okay. David trumps them for me. Let's go. Yeah. I'm with it, man. Not with the Bengals. Yeah, Not against course. the Bengals. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I respect every time you post about the Bengals, the lo- I respect the loyalty. I respect anybody that's loyal to a team that's struggled year after year. And I'm not digging at the Bengals, but I just like that. That's the wow. reason why part of what attracted me to my girl, she's from New York and she's a Knicks fan. And you know they've been, they've been struggling. And she's loyal you be to the some Knicks. Frustration sex. Oh man, <laughs> man, Tony, get in here again. Can these motherfuckers win one night? <laughs> For real. But that made me more attracted to her because she's loyal. Yeah, loyalty. And she would have been like, "Yeah, I'm from New York, but I like the Warriors." I've been like, "Man, trash." Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm loyal to like, yeah, pretty much anybody Ohio and Cincinnati. Mm. So like. It's almost like anybody that comes out of my area, I I, I, I try to pull for as much as I can. Did you ever play go. sports? Yeah, high school. I played okay. football and wrestled and I played baseball. And then I rent my well, – my best sport was probably the shot put. Okay. Because I went out for track my senior year and I never did it. I just uh-huh. wanted to do something. And first day of track practice, we ran like three miles. I go, fuck this. <laughs> I said, what are they doing up there on the hill? And then it literally was like, there was this like 70 year old man uh-huh. who like went to the Olympic trials, but didn't make the Olympics. And he was Miami of Ohio's track coach for a long time. So he yeah. was just doing it to keep busy. So I just went up there. It was almost like a, a I don't want to say karate kid because I had Atheon on last week talk karate kid, but it really uh-huh. was a bunch like a Daniel son, Mr. <laughs> Miyagi. It was just me and him. Yeah. And I had never done the disc before. And it was funny because, uh, he taught me like a different technique than what a lot of the other kids was doing because uh-huh. I was smaller back then. I wasn't as big. Yeah. But I just remember my uh, track coach, the first meet I was in, I got second place. Yeah. And you know, shot putting this, them motherfuckers are big. Uh-huh. They're bulky. Yeah. I was, I was a little dude. But he taught me how to just wing it, right? So I winged it. And I remember my track coach goes, so how's it go? I go, I think I did okay. Yeah. And then the announcement on the, the track, uh, second place in the discus uh, from Taliban High School, Gary Owen. My track coach went, Wow! Yo. Shocking results! <laughs> wow! Shocking! I just remember every time you do a shot put or disc meet, that was where all the like big linemen was, and I was yeah. always this little goofy looking kid walking up, <laughs> just wing that shit. He he had you doing like random chores around the house, like Mister Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I want you to just. But it's like come in and I paint guess with like the this. Discus, uh-huh. Uh, everybody usually does a big windup. <sighs> yeah. Wow. He didn't have me do a windup. He said, "No, nah, you just rest it right here." He, the way he said, "Turn my hips." He could just go. Yeah. So everyone else would do, whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> and I'd literally stand there like with no one and go, wink. Oh snap! <laughs> Doing the quick jab discus yeah. toss. I still got my discus ribbons. Okay, you got to. Yeah. You got to. Anything yep. you flourished at in high school, no matter how minuscule, you got to hold on to. Yeah. 
You got to keep that. And nobody saw it, Tony. I could have I could have just said I'm state champ. Nobody would have yeah. known. Nobody would have Oh, state champ. I was. I didn't want to say that. I was state champ. Rhode Island. <laughs> Who's going to find that? Because dudes hold on to that for life. Oh, Al Bundy. Oh, my God. I know more guys. There's guys I follow on Facebook uh-huh. and girls yeah. just for the drama of their lives and how they're not letting go. Yeah. There's some people, they haven't really let go of their high school football days. Nah, man. At all. That was the bad. That was, that, that was the peak of, you know. And, the, yeah. and then the cats like me that, you know, was under the radar in high school, barely making ends meet, yeah. just meaty, lukewarm on the yeah. stats on all fronts. <laughs> Now I'm feeling like, oh, I'm finally doing something with my life, you know? (laughs) Finally. Thanks thanks to the animals. Yeah, this is my high school moment now, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So It's your high school moment now. Yeah. That's funny. This is senior year for me. Yeah, senior year after puberty. Oh, man. Now I just fingered a girl. I'm doing that. I just fingered a girl. Standing around, I got a leather jacket on (laughs) and still got the tag on and collar popped. I remember, I don't know why this popped in my head, but Mm -hmm. first time I kissed a girl was seventh grade. Okay. Like a real kiss. Yeah. I went to my cousin's house playing spin the bottle. Uh-huh. So the first spin is lips, second cheek, third is tongue. Oh. So I'm in seventh grade. This girl put her tongue so far down my throat. And I was in seventh grade. And I was like, Ugh. I don't have it. I was like, you I choked came out. in the moment? Listen, I came out. I assumed uh, I came out of the bathroom because you got to go in the bathroom with the lights off. Yeah. But keep in mind, everybody else was in the ninth grade at this point. I was only seventh grade. Uh-huh. And it was a different school district. Okay. I was at my cousin's yeah. house for the weekend. So I came to school Monday, my school, yeah. thinking everybody knows game has changed. <laughs> Gary has fresh kids. I French kissed four girls that night. Yeah. Right? Because bottle kept hitting correctly. Man, he was so I was like, here. I just assume when I got to school, everybody's like, oh, this is a different motherfucker now. Yeah. Uh, it was like three and a half years before I kissed another girl. Because <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah. I was like, I remember walking around like, you motherfuckers don't know what I did this weekend. Yeah, come on now. Kiss three girls. What, Maybe girl, four. what girls you kiss? And yeah. No, she in a different school district. Yeah. That Once you say, oh, she don't go here, nobody believes yeah. you after Nobody. That. Oh, she don't go, she don't go here. Right. That was the go-to. Heard that one. Man, because as a kid, I, yeah, I'm not a virgin. I was in third grade, Gary. I was you like, said I'm not a virgin in third grade. Man, yeah, you know, I'm not a virgin. Yeah, 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 I've done all that. What, what girl? Oh, she go to a different school across right. town. <laughs> it was always a different school. You don't know her. You don't know her. Nah, yeah. nah. And now, then, she from Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. Wisconsin Dells, we met up over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. It's so easy nowadays to, to, to think about where we was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no social media. <sighs> It was hard to like stay in touch with girls you meet. Oh you, man, you, you had to get the home phone number. If you Remember didn't that? have a home phone number, you you were done. That was it. And then the 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 call, stomach just in knots. You call, and then the parents answer the phone. Yeah, angry. The deep voice, dad. Hello. <laughs> like, why are you answering the phone like this? Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl. And then if they get the wrong name, you know, hey, Chris is on the phone. I'm no, it's Tony. Actually, uh, I'm, you Tony. Know, I'm Tony. <laughs> Steve is on the phone. Look, I ain't got all day with yeah. your little friends here. And you got you 10 getting, minutes. Getting cussed out as they yeah. hand each other the phone. I, I didn't know. Well, you know now. 10 minutes. Seven minutes now because I done wasted three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just sweating bullets. And now the pressure's on to have a good conversation. Right. Yes, me. Hey, remembered we yeah, how's it said going? stuff to one another. Mom the, sounds pretty. Yeah, your mom's <laughs> nice, huh? Not all the time. Oh, yeah, my mom, you know. So 
School, huh? <laughs> just, so school, right? That's Those crazy. are the awkward, most awkward oh. phone conversations. I'm so glad there's text messages now. Man, text is the was best. There no back in the day. You really had to talk to you people. You really had to call and take the L, you know? Yeah. And if the, if the conversation tanked, you had to sit in it. Or, or you call two or three times, she never gets on the phone. You're like, wow, your whole family's always home. Man. But you never answer. <laughs> that means she's literally telling her mom. Yeah, don't don't answer the phone. Say I'm busy. I'm out. I, do you? Okay. Every now and then you you like outkick your coverage. I'd say, because I I just remember when I was like in ninth grade, mm -hmm. I always hung out with guys better looking than me. I don't know why I put myself through that abuse. <laughs> like they got all the chicks everywhere yeah. we went. Mall, you know, uh, water park, wherever. Right. It's one night. There was a place in Cincinnati called Surf Cincinnati, uh -huh. and they had splash dance <laughs> on Sunday, or I think it was Friday nights in the summertime, and that's where all the teenagers went on Friday. Yeah, in the, in the whole city, right? Mm. Always packed. I'm always I'm with the dudes that always get the girls. And yeah. one time, this one girl went, "Do you want to dance?" And I'm with the good-looking dudes, and yeah. I go, "Me." And then, <laughs> so we start dancing, and when you're in high school. Mm. Kisses somebody on the dance floor is the equivalent of damn they're getting laid just about. Yo. That was the goal. You wait yeah. for the slow song and then you kind of go in, right? Right. Dude. So I kissed her on the dance floor, uh, made out. I remember I wore those same shorts and same shirt <laughs> every week because I, I said it's gotta be this goddamn shirt. Yeah. It's gotta, <laughs> it's gotta, gotta be, be the outfit. It's gotta be these jean yeah. shorts, man. Man, was it that was it the first kiss since the spin the bottle? No, no, it was after it was probably my eleventh grade year of high school. Okay. So I kissed somebody in seventh and it was in tenth grade. Yeah. When I kissed him again. And the only reason I kissed somebody again, I'll never forget it. We had a teacher strike uh, in my high school. Me and this girl went in the 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 boys' locker room shower and we were just sitting in the shower, so the showers weren't on uh, because with the teacher strike, it was chaos in the school. Yeah. It literally was like out of a movie. Oh, wow. Nobody was going to class. Yeah. The only reason we were there is because if you were on the football team, you had to go to school. Most uh, of the kids wasn't there. Yeah. So you had either the ki only kids that was at school was either the parents get the fuck out of the house uh, or you played some kind of sport because right. you had to be at school to play that week. The only reason I was in school was playing sport, but you weren't going to classes. You were right. just kind of wandering around the school all day. <laughs> That's so, so me, weird. it was me, this guy, and this other girl. So it's two guys, two girls. We're uh -huh. all in the shower. And we're just sitting there talking. I don't know why everybody just started kissing. Like I kissed this one girl, then the dude was making out, and then we switched girls. Then yeah. we're making oh, wow. out. This is and the girls. Oh, <laughs> this is Phil. <laughs> Tenth grade Pornhub. <laughs> why did? Why did the girls start teaching me how to French kiss? Oh, they were like, snap. "This Gary, what are you doing?" All I got is my seventh grade experience yeah. when the girl stuck her tongue down my throat. Right. So I'm thinking, "That's what you, <laughs> you do, come right?" In hard, she goes, "What?" No and the one girl like, "What?" First, I was thinking, "How many motherfuckers have you kissed? You're my age." Right, right. <laughs> it literally was this. It was this one, then this one, uh, then this. Do this, Gary. Do this, and then the other girl would be like, "Okay, do it on me," and I do mm -hmm. it on her. And I remember thinking. Where'd the other guy go? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he said it up for you. At like, some yeah, point, yeah. the guy like left the fucking shower like this. What the fuck? Yeah. And I know the girls' names. I'm not gonna say them because right. they probably got families though. Uh, but I know their names. Man. To this day, I'll never forget of those course. two girls' names. Man, they they hold a special place in my heart. Of course, they, they, that Both was a threesome, them. man. And in tenth grade, that was. That was. It literally was like this. Wow. <laughs> no, that, don't you? You're doing it wrong. Try this. Now, Gary, 
You tried. You came you out of that shower with a full porn stash <laughs> in a robe. Like, you didn't even wear that going in. Where'd the mustache come from? I was scared you know? to touch anything in her body. I was like, should we put my hand on the titty or not? Or what? You was the Ron Jeremy of your school <laughs> after that. <laughs> it was so awkward. My hands didn't move. Like, like, the hands was right here the whole time. <laughs> Yo, that, that's a wild second kiss story. Because you was the D'Angelo of kisses at that point. You was like, Yo, when's the next album coming out, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. My first Spin the Bottle, seventh grade, mm-hmm. was the first French kiss. That was the debut album. Tenth grade, uh, <laughs> in the shower with two girls in the mm-hmm. boys' locker room. Yeah. I'm surprised you, you, because you got a pretty wholesome image. Yeah. You could have been a <laughs> complete, like, porn hub. Yeah. Yeah, there's some videos out there, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the Janners was watching that. Man, the, oh, the Janner the was in there. He was like, what's going on with the youngsters? I like that Gary Creepy kid. as hell. <laughs> he reminded me of a young me. He mopping. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> uh, how did this conversation get there? Oh man, hey, I man. really want to talk about animal videos and movies. Yeah, but we, we can we, go. We can we go just, there. We just went sideways, real yeah, quick. Man. Yeah, man. Now, uh, I think it was it was about a year ago. I called you for that movie with Michael Jai White. Yes, and I was talking to I'm talking to numerous people on the podcast before, but I always say in, in the in this community we're in, entertainment community. Yeah. I go, we the media a lot of times we get. We're selfish, uh, you know. We only care about ourselves and stuff. But mm. I, I find more often than not, it's it's a pretty giving, generous I business to be in. Yeah, you just you're not gonna get every job, right? And once you come to grips that everybody's vying for these few jobs out there, right? You're not gonna get everyone. You mm. can either get bitter or just keep it moving. Yeah. So I did. It's crazy. So I did Undercover Brother Two. Uh huh. I had one scene with Michael Jai White. Yeah. But we, we, I made him laugh in that scene. Mm-hmm. He calls me a couple months later and was like, he's getting ready to do this movie in Winnipeg called Welcome to Sudden Death, which uh-huh. comes out September 29th and, uh, on Netflix. And he goes, I'm, they're looking for like a sidekick for me. Yeah. He goes, but they want it to be either white guy or Latino guy. Uh-huh. He goes, the names they're pitching, I'm, I don't like, so I keep pitching your name. Are uh-huh. you down? I was like, yeah. So anyways, I get to do the movie with Mike last year. Yeah. And then after that, then he calls me and goes, hey, you know how to reach Tony Baker? And I go, huh? <laughs> he goes, that movie I was telling you about, uh, what is it, Johnny, the, the legend of Johnny outlaw Black? Outlaw Johnny Black. The outlaw Johnny yeah. Black. He says, yo, I'm doing this movie. I want to get in touch with Tony Baker. And then I just called you, yeah. got in touch with Mike. And it's weird when you when you make the phone call to introduce somebody to somebody else, uh, and then you see you on set. Yeah. I was like, oh, it worked out. It did. I was like excited. I felt like I was the casting director. I go, oh, it worked out. Yeah, it <laughs> did, man. Thank you for that, man. Because I was like, yes, of course. Because I'm a huge fan of Black Dynamite. Yeah. Like, to me, that's one of the funniest comedies of the last like decade or so. Easily in the in the in the top comedies. Uh, it just got overlooked, but it's. Yeah, everybody that's not seen by, it, not by stand-ups. Oh no, stand-ups we love. Everybody it. who's seen Black Diamond loves it. It, yeah. just, it just didn't get in front of enough eyes, and and so, and, you know, I'm a fan of Michael J. White as well. So it was just like, yo, this is dope, man. In yeah. a western, I was like, wow. Because when you called me, I was like, oh, this must be urgent, you know. Because I remember <laughs> we were texting at first, and then I, I passed out. And so I had missed your calls like right after that. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, what happened? You know, Dude, I called you like it was my part. <laughs> 
<laughs> some, here's the thing. I figure Mike went to bat for me for this movie, right? Yeah. For the movie I did with him. Uh, now he's asking me for something. Yeah. And I was like this, I got to fucking deliver. <laughs> like That was my way of like paying him back for getting me in a movie. I was like, yeah. I got to deliver. I was called to like, you got to call me back. <laughs> <laughs> I called you back. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you, when, after I called you and got you in touch with Mike, uh-huh. um, did you you just called Mike or did you text Yeah, him? I hit him up. Uh, I always text first. Yeah. I, don't, I don't just come in hot yeah. like yeah, the girl to spin the bottle, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I come in, you know, and uh, I text like, hey, you know, this is Tony. You know, I'm not sure if it's a good time. And so uh, he hits me back right away and then he was just telling me about the idea and I was just like, yeah. You know, he right. could have been like anything. I was yeah. like, yes. I got this uh, movie. It's a Western, mm-hmm. but I got this uh, shower with these two girls on either side of you. Yeah. yeah I got that idea from Gary Owen. Yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> yes. Now you're going to be fully dressed, hands yeah. to the side. And the girls are Hillary Clinton and Roseanne Barr. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You cool with that? Yep. All right. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I was such a fan. He was saying it's the same team as Black Dynamite. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had me at hello. Yeah. Because I, I, I was scared he was going to be like, all right, this is movie. I'm kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. And I'm going to just beat you down in the in the prison scene. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right guy <laughs> I'm for rape the you choreography. In the prison scene. Yeah, and then it's going to be a rape right cool after Nudie? that. You cool yeah. with Nudie, Tony? You cool? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tap your balls. Yeah. But I'm not going to cuff Yeah, yeah I'm going to come em. in, nice uppercut yeah. to your Bing. sack. And then bow. <laughs> and then, you know, slow motion. Does so one we, ball hang lower than the other? Yeah. Just let me know. I'll hit that one. Bow right there. <laughs> what you think? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it's going to be the same team as Black Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you, so you so there's obviously there's no audition. No. You just offered you. Just offered me the part. So how long after the initial phone call were you on set? <clears throat> Shoot, I would say uh, less than a month. Because I, I feel like I feel like we started shooting that late October, maybe November of last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe October of last mm-hmm. year. And I feel like you hit me up. Because I remember I was on the road. I think I was in uh, Virginia. I was doing the Funny Bone that weekend. And uh, that had to be September. Yeah. Because I started doing the solo road gigs after I was on tour with Kevin Tahir. I started doing my solo run. That that kicked off in like late August to December. Yeah. So I'm thinking it had to be September. So I was on set October. Yeah. How long were you on set? Like, I, was, I did, uh, how many days did I shoot? I feel like I shot... Uh, maybe seven days, six oh, or seven wow. days, like total. That's a, that's a decent. That's yeah, a decent. I feel like it was like six or seven. Um, What's your character? Uh, I can't really, I can't really reveal everything, but I'm uh, just like uh the, the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, I saw your outfit. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> I was out there. You had a you had a hairpiece on. Had right? the hairpiece party <laughs> right here. Stash was on smash, and then I had the trench coat, the boots. Yeah. It was dope, man. I didn't realize till I shot with Michael. Um, well, I didn't realize he's such a huge star overseas. Yeah. Oh man. Huge. Yeah. Because it's, it's action. Yeah. Because you know, action translate. Even if you don't get the language barrier, yeah. action is like yeah, we're gonna see you kicking ass. That's why comic book movies and action movies always do huge numbers, because like with comedy with us. <clears throat> If you don't get the little nuances of, of the culture that yeah. we live in, they'd be like, ah, I, don't, I don't get it over yeah. here in Bangladesh. Right. But uh, well, it's like that with um, football movies, like American football. Yeah. It doesn't translate overseas. They don't care. One of my favorite movies, Remember the Titans. Oh. 
So you, good. You can't get anybody in England to say that's one of their favorite movies. Man, they don't care. Like, yeah. It's like a soccer movie. Like, Bend it like Beckham is what we yeah, all about yeah, yeah. over here. You know. <laughs> Would you say that's the best football movie of all time? Uh, Remember the Titans? That's, that's my favorite. I'd say the best. Any given Sunday? No, definitely not. Any given Sunday is great. Don't get Friday twisted. Night Lights. No, definitely not Friday Night Lights. Uh, have you seen All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise? Dennis Quaid is in there too? No. Sean Penn's brother's in it. Came out in like 84, 83. Oh, Chris Penn is in that? Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't think I've seen Yo, that. Yo. For, for a high school football movie, just raw. Yeah. Because remember the Titans was, it was my favorite, but it was, uh, it didn't seem real life. Okay. You know, like, ah. Yeah. Everybody was a little too attractive. Some people looked a little too old. But yeah. it just a great movie. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Uh-huh. All the right moves just was so fucking raw. <laughs> and to be to to it was, you know, it came out, I was little, but when mm-hmm. I saw it, I was in high school. Okay. And I was like, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And 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 it takes place in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I grew up in Ohio. Okay. It's exactly how these small towns are about. Yeah. Dude, it's such a good. You know, I'm said, okay, Leon's in it. Oh, Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, in he's, he's a quarterback. Wow. Sean, it's a, basically the movie is about Craig T. Nelson's in it. Okay. He's the coach. Oh, of course. Yeah. And that's what led into his series. It's not a comedy, coach. though. Okay. It's, it's basically how these towns in like Pennsylvania, these steel mill towns, yeah. where football is all they got. High school football mm-hmm. is all they got. It's. It's all these people that didn't pan out like they wanted to, like you yeah. said in high school. Uh-huh. So now they're working in the steel mills. They can't get out of this town. They're just, but the only thing that like, like gives them hope and gives them pride is their high school football team. Uh-huh. And Tom Cruise is this, like, wa- he's not a wild boy. He's just a, he's a DB trying to get a college scholarship. Oh, so he, he's not even QB in the movie. Nah, he's the wow. defensive back. And he's, he's at odds with the coach. Like they're always arguing because the coach is like basically telling him, go for the ball. Tom Cruise wants to tackle the guy. Little yeah. shit, right? But uh-huh. he, he always smarts off to the coach. Yeah. It's just Chris Penn is a middle linebacker, about to go to USC, gets his girlfriend pregnant oh, wow. in high school, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to leave or not. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is like, you got to get out. You got to get out of this town, man. Uh-huh. And he's like, dude, I got a kid coming. I can't just leave my fucking kid. Man. It's just so raw. I'm going to have to check that out, man. Shout no. out to Chris Penn, too, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah I would probably – I'll put it this way. I, the first time I saw all the right moves, I was like, "This is the best football we've ever seen." Yeah, probably because of my age and everything. But as uh-huh. far as like watching it over and over and over again, it's remember hard to be remember the Titans. Titans yeah, because you always look, you always look forward to uh, Rev getting hurt and Sunshine yeah. flipping that linebacker over. Man, listen, always it's weird, but you look forward to the car wreck. Yeah, because <laughs> oh. you know they're gonna come together. At that's my brother. It's gonna bring them together. Man, you know I mean? that was a good movie, man. And then what's crazy about those movies like Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans is you just assume everybody's going to Ohio State yeah. and UCLA. And then when they do the end, Whereby Went, yeah, he went to Wooster College. Yeah. <laughs> he yep. went to Austin P. Clovis like, Community College. Wait, wait. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, no league. Everybody ain't going yeah. to the league, yo. That's what makes it so much better. It's like, yo, they didn't pan out. Yeah. After this game, he went to work at Dairy Queen. He was the district manager <laughs> for 17 years. And that's real that? life. Movie Miles? Yeah. Where he got hurt. That was Friday so Night tragic. Man, he Man. tried to play it cool. He got in there with his uncle. Man, I, did you read the book? No. Did you read the book? Mm. See, I read the book. I read the book in high school, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And again, 
that book was so raw. Mm-hmm. And especially if you played high school football, you was like, God, he just painted the perfect picture. Man. Right, uh, Friday Night Lights was good. Varsity Blues was good, too. Varsity Blues was good. Yeah. I auditioned for that. Did you? Yeah, for the um, Paul Walker's part. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Didn't get it, obviously. Man. But I, I remember at the MTV uh, building in, I think it was Santa Monica. Uh-huh. MTV building was where the auditions was. I remember um, uh, seeing Paul auditioning for it. Yeah. You see, the, the, everybody looked similar. Right. But mm-hmm. I remember seeing him because I was like, oh, I remember, I remember just doing the whole, oh, I remember seeing him. Yeah. Like, auditioning for it. He wow. got it. <laughs> he got the role. Imagine if you would have booked that role and then you would have you been in the Fast and Furious. Imagine that. Fuck. You would have been like, Don, man, we're a family. Damn. And Don would have been like, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And then you would have came back with the line. Fuck. <laughs> now I got a podcast. Man, you would have been on the skulls, running scared. I've been at Tyrese's house, yep. hanging out. Into the blue. Fuck. You've been in every Paul Walker movie, man. God damn it. <laughs> All it Fucking... took was that one varsity blues role. And they'd be like, we're going to bring you in for Fast and the Furious. I my own studio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like this. I didn't pay for this water. It was given to me. It's in the budget. Man, shout out to Paul Walker, man. Yeah, it's funny when you you think about people's careers and how just one thing can lead to another. Mm -hmm. The trajectory of it. You're just like, that guy would have got it. Like, Kevin Mm -hmm. is for SNL. Mm -hmm. Didn't get it. What if he would have got it? What if he would have got it? You know what I mean? How does that change... Everything. I auditioned for this one show called Lyris Lounge on MTV. I remember that show. And I don't know who, the, the only person I remember from the show was Tracy Ellis Ross was mm-hmm. on there. Yep. But I remember the callbacks for that. Uh-huh. And me, and it was just, it was four people in the room. Yeah. It was me, Anthony Anderson, and Mike Epps in the lobby waiting to go in and read. Wow. And nobody knew who Epps was at that time. This was before Friday. Yeah. And Anthony had the, he was on the whatever daytime ABC show, the high school show. But but this is when I knew there was levels of auditioning Uh because we were playing, the audition was an angry Easter bunny that wasn't happy. He's got to be happy all the time. (laughs) So fucking Anthony showed up in Easter bunny outfit. Oh, he already had it on. Oh, the callback? Anthony was in an Easter Bunny outfit with ears. Oh, and I went, man. oh, shit, there's levels of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he committed. You came in and the- I just got my regular shit on. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> he was ready. Holy shit. Did he get it? No. No. No, but that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Think about the three people that I saw mm-hmm. at, at the callback, which you do the first audition, it's a cattle call. Right. Obviously, they see something in you, they call you back. Mm-hmm. So that every time you do auditions, the room gets smaller. The couch yeah. is not many people. To think that the Lyricist Lounge could have uh-huh. had Mike Epps, Gary Owen, and Anthony Anderson and didn't get any of us, and I can't tell you who was on the show. No, Tracy Ellis Ross. You know what's funny? I'm glad you mentioned, because I always, I remember Tracy Ellis Ross from some show, but I could never think of what it was, and it was Lyricist Lounge. And the only reason I knew, because obviously when you, when you, when you audition something and just don't get on a cattle call, yeah. you don't pay no attention. When you get called back, mm-hmm. so then you're close. Yeah, your hope and is you, built. And you also, because <laughs> you got to sign the contract before you film. They're not man, negotiating after. You feel like you, man, I made it. I'm filling out paperwork. I feel good about I'm this. In. And then, uh, so that's when you start, because you start to see people at the callbacks. You're like, oh, 
Oh, oh, yeah. and then you're like, oh, he got it. Mm. I never was one like, why'd he get it and I didn't get it. Yeah. I'm all, it's just the curiosity in me is like, oh, they yeah. picked him. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You and it's, it's funny because like it's certain actors that when I go in an audition and I see that they're there, I'll be like, man, I'm not getting this. And it, yeah. for me, that guy was Brandon T. Jackson for a while. Oh, really? Because I went in an audition for Craig Robinson. Remember that show he had on NBC? It lasted mm-hmm. like one season. It was the Craig Robinson show. No, I'm not a fan of his. And they I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I try to immediately keep it moving. Like, uh, and look, then look. it was a... Nah, I don't really like Craig. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Craig, they were casting his brother for the show. So I get the call back and stuff. I'm like, man. And then before I go in, I see Brandon T. Jackson's headshot on the desk. I'm just like... Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I wouldn't Did he get it. Yeah, he got Brandon it. Got of course. It? Oh, you know, funny. he was booking everything at that time. Oh, so yeah. I was just like, ah, you know. And he had, because I know sometimes they go for the the, the bigger name sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's out of our control. So I was just like, hey, hey guys. Yeah. Lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never yeah. think of it like that. <laughs> Only thing that I, I talk about casting is is when they give you like six pages to go in for the audition, and then you yeah. get there and like, hey, we're just going to do the first scene. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I like the second scene better. Yeah, it's second and scene. why did you guys make me ruin my night? Yeah. Running all these lines. Six and we're pages? Just, that's a lot. And that means when, they, when, they, when you go in and they cut it down to one or two pages, in yeah. my mind, they already know who's got it. Oh, yeah. They're just doing this Trying to because they know. Day up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we got to see all these people. Right. The the audition I thought was the most pointless in my entire career uh-huh. was Superior Donuts, that TV show. Yeah. So I go on audition and it literally was like two lines. Uh-huh. And it was like five pages you had to get ready. And then when I went in, it's a bunch of people like all in flannel shirts. It was some whatever the character was. Mm-hmm. And um when they when I heard the lady go, Okay, we're just doing scene one. Yeah. And I looked at scene one, I go, like two fucking lines. Oh, I'm looking around man. going, how are they gonna pick it? And I went, they already know who's getting it. Yeah. We're just we're just here. <laughs> I can I can go do this in five different languages. Yeah, they'd be like, and, and, that's great. And Good get Denzel's stamp of approval. And I'm not getting this part. <laughs> I just that was the one audition I look back on like, dude, I just remember I studied so hard because I actually yeah. liked the pilot. And yeah. I liked I was like, oh that this would be a fun show to be on. Yeah. Some you just kind of cash it in like, ah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to do this for right. five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a this long one, I think time. Oh, this seems cool. Yeah. And I knew they had a couple comics on um, the show already. I think Fowler, Jermaine Fowler. Yeah, Jermaine Fowler and uh, Real Battle was on that show too. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. I knew they had some comedians on there. So anytime I see comedians on the show, I'm like, okay. Yeah. There's going to be some freedom right. on the show. Yeah. But I was just like. We're just doing scene one, and it was like two lines. I went. I remember looking around, going, "I want to be everybody in the room." You know, none of us are getting this shit right. They, they already know. Somebody said yes. Did you phone it in when you went in there? Was your energy? No, I still commit it. Yeah, but I, I, there was nothing in the you room. Was dead behind the eyes, though. Yo, Tony, when I say there was no like good job, there was no like do it this way or bring it down. Yeah. It was just like thank you. I was like this. I literally wanted to look back and go, just who got it? Just tell me who got it. I hate auditions, bro. Dude, I've had, I you're the him. third or fourth comic. Nobody likes auditions. Uh, I can't. I can't. There's no exact science to it. They're oh. like, how do you cast something? I don't know. Even the one, the one, the auditions where I left, like, oh, God. 
I get a call back. Or oh, I, I book it. Yeah, I book my first commercial with that energy. I'm like, man, there's no way. I got in my agent like, you got it, dude. I was like, well, how? And then you had those <laughs> auditions with like, I nailed, nailed it. that shit. I nailed it. They was laughing, dapping it up. I shook hands. <laughs> Teeth was showing. You hiding confetti. You slapping You're people. You're welcome. Man, you cussing your <laughs> landlord out, man. Y'all can kiss my ass in this apartment complex. You get nothing. I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. It's hard. What, what's the What's the biggest, to you, the biggest role you ever booked where you was just like this? In the like the, an audition or just got the call? Got the got the call to where it was just like what what's your biggest role to date for you? I think the one that did the most for my career was Think Like a Man. Okay. But that wasn't an audition. Mm-hmm. That they, was they already wanted you. Well, it's it's weird how it came about mm-hmm. because uh I mean Will Packer went to bat for me on that. But I think I was the first I think I was the first guy like signed. I'm oh, wow. on. I'm in. Yeah. I knew they were going after Kevin, but they hadn't they hadn't locked Kevin in yet. Okay. They don't think they had anybody cast it when Will called me. But how I got it was there's a guy named Rodney Barnes, a writer. Uh-huh. I was having breakfast with him to try to talk about this other project. Yeah. And he goes, Man, it's crazy. Your name just came up. I was talking to Will Packer about these movies getting ready to do. Uh-huh. And Will was cool, but Will wasn't mogul Will then. Right, right, right. yeah. So I said, well, I'm going to call him. So I called him with Ronnie at the table. I said, hey, Will, what's this gay movie you want to be a part of, Brokeback Mountain 2 type shit? Yeah. Like kidding. He goes, what? I go, oh, I'm just making me. Yeah. I go, uh, now with Ronnie Barnes and we're at breakfast. He said you was going to call me about something. He goes, yeah. And he tells me the whole movie and everything. And I said, I'm down, dude, whatever. I, tr- yeah. I told him, I trust you. Right. I'm, I, of course I was going to say yes at that point. I didn't have yeah. people call me all the time. I was, I'm putting it in Will's head. I trust you, man. Yeah. I trust <laughs> you, man. You could have been on trust. crack. I'd be like, yeah, trust crackheads, man. I love, I always want to work with a crackhead, Will. But he uh, he went to bat, and I just, that was it. I started, he kept telling me, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And that yeah. was the... That was the most money ever made on a movie. Wow. Like the offer came in and my agent was like, I'm going to go back. I go, you better fucking not. Yeah. You better just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know it was going to be what it was. Right. Yeah. But it was that, that, um, I say that part did more for me. I did this movie called College uh-huh. with uh, Vern Troyer, Mini-Me. Okay. And nobody saw it. But that was the movie where I thought... Was gonna put that was, me. That was was that after thing like a man? No, no, it was before. Okay. That was we did that in two. We filmed that in two thousand six. It came out in two thousand eight. But we came out right after Superbad, and we had the same characters. Oh, okay. So we had Superbad backlash. Yeah. They were like, it's a knockoff Superbad. It's terrible. It had nothing to do with Superbad. But when we were filming it, mm. I was just in the pocket. I was some wild frat guy that never left the fraternity. Yeah. Didn't give a fuck. I was able to pay John Belushi basically, yes. right? Yep. And I was like, "Yo, I was in my zone." I was like, "Ah, the you know the cast and the director's like, God, you're killing." Mm-hmm. You know, how'd you come up with that type shit? Yeah. I was like, "This is it." I remember calling my <laughs> wife, going, "I think this is the one." Yeah. <laughs> I think this is it. Huh? And then they kept postponing the the premiere date. We're gonna come out here. We're gonna come out here. I was like, "When the fuck is this movie coming yeah. out?" <laughs> and it came out to no fanfare. Uh, I think we we. Our first week, we was nine. You know how the breakdown, you were nine yeah. out of ten? Yeah. The number one movie in America. We were the number nine movie in America week uh, one. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, nobody saw it. So it did get a theatrical out. release. Oh, yeah, That's I good. went to theaters. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it in the theaters. I gave my support to it, but I was just like, <laughs> God damn it. But I, 
you know, movies are great, but it's 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 like the relationships you get from the movies yeah. lead to other movies, right? You know, because like, um, just I did that movie College, but I I became really good friends with Vern. Yeah, and God, R.I.P. That was my guy, man. man. I wish Shout I, out I, to I, Vern, man. I, you know, I didn't know he was going through all that stuff when he when he died, but I was just right. like. Like we were just, we had some great nights in New Orleans. Yeah, drunk. Oh, nights. y'all shot New Orleans too. That's yeah, dope. Oh. right there on Bourbon, and then so one night Vern had the little scooter. Yeah, I thought he just did it because he was lazy, uh-huh. small feet, you know. No, he really needed a scooter to get around. I got drunk with him oh, one night. I on. take the scooter. I'm riding around Bourbon. No, shit. I come back like two minutes later. Here's Vern going, "Hey, asshole." <laughs> I can't fucking leave without it. <laughs> it's like this. All my fault. By this point, he's got 30 motherfuckers around him. Yeah. Drunk people on bourbon. I feel like a dick. Oh, now I'm his handler. Man. He's like this. Hey, asshole. With his tiny hand. <laughs> the fuck? Man, I can't get away from this shit. Oh, man. He couldn't get away from the crowd coming after him. That's crazy. You know? And you were living your drunk life on the... I'm just on a scooter. <laughs> I think I came back with, like, drinks in my hand. Hey, Bird! <laughs> <laughs> we're living it up, baby. Poe boys on me. He drove back off. He was still standing there. Hurricanes, like, I got two of them. <laughs> I got hand grenades. What's yeah. up? Drove off again. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that relationship, if you're just like... You know, that was worth it in itself man. in the movie, just to get to know Vern and had a good time, got to party with him and stuff. That's dope, man. I feel like we keep touching on people that passed away. It's been, it's been a dark time this man. year, though. Man, Paul Walker, I, Vern, I put this Chris on. Penn. I put this on for Chadwick. Did you man. ever meet Chadwick? I never ever... got a chance to, man. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I was worried that, you know, seeing him, seeing him thin, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, a while ago when it came on, is he okay? It was like... I thought he was doing it for a role. I did too. I was like, yeah, you know, because he, he was slim in uh, 23, 21 Bridges or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he must be doing it for a role. Yeah. Because even even in uh, Five Bloods, he didn't look as slim as he did in 21 Bridges. Yeah. So it was still like, oh, okay, he's good. Yeah. And then, you know, my boy uh, Sam texted me right before I hit the stage for, for that show I did Friday. He sent me that text. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, man, man. It makes you think, like you know, this year sucks. Yeah, this is the worst year of all time. This is the worst. I mean, between the Black Mamba and the Black Panther, this is ridiculous. John Thompson. It just keeps COVID. going. It keeps uh, going. Not to mention the the police killings. Oh my God! It's like this it's is like, the worst geez. year that I've ever existed. Yeah, I, I can't mean, think I of a, a more worse year than twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, as far as just like society's concerned, man, it's just man. <laughs> we still got a whole fall to go through. I I don't know. I I don't know what to say about that shit. It's just so dark right now. Yeah, it, it's it's to the point you're not surprised. That's the sad part. Usually Listen. you're surprised. Michael Jackson, died, you were shocked. Yeah. Now you just kind of roll with it, man. You're like this. Oh, I, yeah, I figured something else would happen. Yeah, oh, Prince, too? Oh, yeah. man, it's crazy. We starting to get numb to all the sadness. That's what I'm saying. Just, of course, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> That's part of the reason, like, you know, with stand-up coming back. Yeah. I've been back on the road a few times. Uh-huh. And I remember my agent called me and said, um, you get any backlash? You get any comics calling you? I said, what do you mean? He goes, I guess there's comics that were calling other comics, guilting them if they mm-hmm. went back on the road. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I'm a black comic. 
I'm sure those are white comics calling white comics. And he goes, he went through his role. He goes, he called me back. He goes, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, every comic that we have on our roster yeah. that has been like guilted on social media or somebody, yep. another comic called him, it's white comics calling white comics. I go, oh no, that. The black comics, the only only black comics are calling me are going, hey, what's it like? Or get That's your money, man. Exactly what we do. Like, what, what was it like? Yeah. How was the show? It's safe though, right? Was it funny? All right, cool. You, you good? You good? Yeah. Because it was like the moment I was about to step out, you know, DL had his issue mm-hmm. on the stage, and I was like, oh, let me step back into the bushes because yeah. people have been asking, you know, reaching. I was like, I don't know if I really want to. But now, you know, when when Cass and I know go on the road, it's like, how was it? Yeah. Well, Don't you think, think about it. If you really go on the road, yeah, you can catch it anywhere for one. Right. The main thing is keep your immune system up. Yeah. Take care of yourself on the road, and uh, just do what they say. Wear the mask. You're hitting the stage. I I switch the mic. Well, the clubs are doing a good job too. Yeah. They switch the mics every time. Uh-huh. I not only walk out with the mic, I wipe everything down, and that, the crowd laughs like it's yeah. a joke. No, but it's but real. I'm really wiping the stand. I got Purell in my hands. Yeah. I'm wiping the stools down. Yep. I don't think you can get a cleaner stage after I get done wiping down. It, the first two <laughs> minutes is me wiping shit down, yeah. and they're laughing with it. Mm-hmm. And then, then you go back to the green room. You, I mean, you go to the hotel and you go out to eat, but it's like I'm doing everything I would do at my house. Right. I'm just there is a point. There's an hour of hour of my day mm-hmm. where I'm in front of people, but even they're socially distanced. Right. Yeah. So it's like this. It's as safe as you can get it. I mean, I probably the most susceptible I am is on the planes. Right. Yeah. You That's the I mean? scariest part for me. The plane, because it's like, oh, the you got to keep your mask on. That's all. Yeah. Just keep your mask on. They now they're giving you um, wipes to wipe your shit down mm-hmm. as soon as you get on. And I heard some airlines are doing limited capacity. Delta's the best. The, oh, Delta is okay because oh, they're my favorite. They're my favorite airline by far. Delta's no middle seats in coach okay. and nobody next to you in first. And let's go. Right. <laughs> I'm going somewhere now, man. I didn't know if Delta was. Oh, Delta's the best. Okay. Uh, my opener flew Spirit, Ooh. and Spirit doesn't even know COVID happened. <laughs> Spirit was like this. Spirit it was a pandemic. started COVID. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it originated. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Spirit Airlines, that's why the tickets are so cheap. Oh, I was there for one time in Atlanta. And it was something was going on. It was uh, I don't know if it was All Star. It must have been All Star when it was in Vegas. Uh-huh. And I stood at that terminal, and it was like I was at a strip club. Oh god! It was all strippers on this flight. <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> boom. But it was every level of stripper. Yeah. It was the the Friday night prime midnight to three a.m. strippers. <laughs> it was the Monday lunch strippers. It was. <laughs> The Tuesday at 6 p.m. stripper. That's like, it was every level. Man. And I'm sitting there watching him get on this plane going, ooh, she's aiming high. She should go to the CBA All-Star game. <laughs> Spirit, That's the man. big three All-Star game. Oh, my God. Yeah, my buddy flew in, uh, my guy over. He goes, man, I don't think Spirit knows there's a pandemic. That's yeah. what he said. He goes, I didn't, they didn't require a mask. Oh, they didn't God. give a fuck. You could sit where you wanted. I was like, wow. They are the worst airlines, in my opinion. Spirit? Yeah. Oh, you can't get me on Spirit. Oh, um, no. Nah, I, I flew in one time, never again. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I'd rather take a road trip to the face <laughs> to get back on Spirit, man. Because they charge you for everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh you got you got a wallet? Yeah, $25. I was like wallet. this. <laughs> you walk on the plane to fly attendant. Hi, welcome aboard. How yeah. you doing? It's $20. Say hello. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you say hello back, $25. <laughs> oh, you looked at me. There's two blinks, $25. Have you, now, uh, have you flew Frontier? 
Yes, I flew Frontier once. It I, wasn't as bad as Spirit to me. Yeah, well, clearly not, but they're saying they charge you for everything. Yeah. So I had a show in Vegas that night, and uh -huh. I'm flying out of Cincy. So I, it's the only time I missed my flight, and it was completely my fault. I can't yeah. blame it on traffic or irresponsible on anything. It was just, I didn't know that at 45 minutes, United cuts you off. Uh -huh. If you have bags, you're not getting on the plane, you're, or your bag's right. not getting on the plane. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not lying. I looked. It was 44. Yeah. I was like this. I thought the girl was kidding. I was like, she goes, you missed the cutoff, so either you can go, but your bag can't. You want to take your bag to your car? Or yeah. you can't get on a flight. I go, what? I go, shut up. I'm kidding. It was a black girl, so I assumed she was kidding. Because yeah. she knew me. Uh -huh. She was like, okay, I'm sorry. It's, it's cut off. I go, it's 45 minutes. Like, yeah. like it's if my flight's at 10 o'clock, I go, it's 9.16. I'm good. She goes, yeah. they don't play with the cutoff. I was like, you're serious. So now I'm like, I want to be mad, but I got nobody to be mad at but myself. Right. I was yeah. like, and I literally was at the airport for 10 minutes in my car just fucking around. Like, I'm just fiddling around, not rushing. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Because Delta, it for me, I'm diamond on Delta. I can get to 30 minutes. Right. So she had to put me, she hooked me up. She found a Frontier flight that would get me to Vegas in time for my show. Uh, so I get on the Frontier flight. Why does the flight attendant go, why, why are you on this flight? <laughs> <laughs> I was like this. What? It was a black flight attendant, of course. Yeah. She goes, why are you on this flight? I was like, I gotta, I'm explaining to her like it's many of you. I was on United. It was 45 minutes, and they cut me off. She goes, come in the back, Gary. She takes you to the last row where her bags are, the uh -huh. flight attendant row, right? Yeah. Takes her bags out. Puts them up top. She goes, I'll make sure nobody's sitting here. Uh -huh. And the other two, so I, now I got the whole row. Yeah. Then she brings me back the biggest bottle of water I've ever seen. It's like that big. Dasani hands me these M&Ms and these chips, the big bag. They yeah. go, what's all this? She goes, I was talking about better airline. So, <laughs> and then I see her going to the other rows with the water and the snacks. Yeah. They charged for everything. Yeah. They charge you for water. Oh, my God. That's what got me. I go, I told her, I go, you guys charge for water? She goes, she goes, I know, I know. She goes, just don't talk bad about us. This is my Dang. job. I go, I ain't talking shit about Frontier. Yeah. You hooked me up. As you was like, you know, y'all yeah. try. Yo. <laughs> I'm That's so crazy. hydrated. Yeah. I'm so hydrated. My skin is amazing. <laughs> you had a full bottle of water. They was getting no, the shot like glasses. No, it was like this, but the big one. Oh, my God. It was like God. a 50-ouncer. Man. That's dope, though. Yeah, she took care of me. Man. I love, I love, I always say I'm black famous. I love seeing black people in customer service. Like, Man, because they, they know except you. Except the one at United. Oh. She cut, she but she like, wasn't being a bitch about it. She yeah, was just like, that's the rule. That's I wish the, I could. Yeah. 45 minutes at United. So if anybody's watching the podcast, it's 45 minutes at United if you got a bag. If you got Don't a bag. Don't go 44. It's not that much longer for other airlines, right? No, I, I mean, but I know I've gotten a Delta 30. I fly Delta 90% of the time. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't in a rush. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Because I know they do like a cutoff. You got the luggage. And so yeah. I always try to be like, I got to get in there if I got the bags. But man, do you, do you, because we all know you pop in the black community. What's it like when you get around white comedians? Do they know of you? They do. I mean, if you're selling a decent amount of tickets, you get to know people. Yeah. You're, on, you're at the comedy clubs. Mm. But I do know there's a huge, um, there's a, just a disconnect between black com comedians and uh -huh. the white comedians for the most part. Because I'll give you two examples. Mm. I did, um, what's that guy? Theo Vaughn. Yeah. I did his podcast, and uh -huh. he asked me, have I ever met Cat Williams? He goes, he talked about Kenny. He goes, you ever met him? And I went, 
what? <laughs> and I go, the fact that he asked me, yeah. have I met Cat Williams? I've known Cat for like 23 years, yeah. like I said. Done so many shows with him. Right, right. Did a fucking movie with him. <laughs> and he asked me, have I met him? I right. went, what? <laughs> He's I, was, I just told him, I said, if a comic's black, yeah. I know him. Right. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. And they started asking me questions. I was like, wow, there's a huge disconnect here. Yeah, man. And then uh, I saw Joe Rogan had Kevin Hart on his podcast. Uh-huh. And, and the black community... The night Kevin, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock yeah. had dinner and took that picture with Gabrielle, for some reason, Gabrielle and Dwayne Wade was in it too. Yeah. That picture, we all know about that dinner right. and that thing. Joe Rogan had no clue. <laughs> like, Kevin goes, yeah, there was a dinner. Uh, one night I had a dinner with Chappelle and Rock yeah. and Eddie, and Joe goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? He goes, can you pull that picture up? And like, yeah. Joe's web guy pulled the picture up, and I go, how the fuck does he not know that? Yeah. Like, we all knew that. <laughs> it's a so, I don't know if they all know me, but there's yeah. just, there's definitely a um, th- their world and our world. Yeah. Not right or wrong, but it's even like, a um, world. like, for example, when this podcast, when I got here, uh, and before I found I was going to do the, do the podcast at this this studio, yeah, I came and did um, the Fighter and a Kid podcast with Brennan Schaub and Brian Callen, uh-huh. right? And... Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes were mm. doing a promo shoot here, right? Yeah. So I go behind Steven, and I don't think a couple guys in this building knew I'm black famous, yeah. right? I go behind Steven, and I go, Matt had a, uh, he was acting like he was smoking a joint. It might have been a joint, you know, yeah. Matt. He, <laughs> he was doing a promo shoot, but they had some rap music playing, and yeah. Matt smoking the joint, taking the picture. And I get behind Steven Jackson, he don't know it's me. I go, wow. <laughs> Black guy smoking weed, listening to hip hop. How original! Yeah. And Steven goes, "What the fuck? Oh, what's up, G?" And he hugs me and shit, right? Yeah. And you literally saw a couple guys go, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like, yeah. He about to get his ass kicked, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, he's hugging him." <laughs> you saw it, like yeah. I saw it in their eyes, like, right. "What the fuck?" Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. They know you like that. You're allowed to say things like that to them. Yeah. So it's, there is a definite. But on the other side of it, I did a show with um, Adam Sandler, mm. and I never met him. And he was like, yo, you a funny motherfucker, man. Yeah. So I was like, okay, he knows me. Right, right. Yeah. I wouldn't know if he knew me or not. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a, a difference. I've had a few white comics like give me like little digs, mm. and I can tell they're giving me digs. Yeah. And I don't know what I did to him. Right. To do that. There was a guy, uh, Joe, Joe DeRosa's his mm. name. Mm. And, you know, when people say something bad about you, it gets back to you. They say yeah. something good, it might. But he, I don't know what his deal is. He went on somebody's podcast or something, and he started going off. They yeah. said, is there one comic you don't like? And he goes, yeah, this Gary Owen guy. He goes, he does all this black, white shit, and it's offensive. Yeah. It's not funny. It's offensive. And I was like, what the fuck? What did I do to you? Right. I guess I really just, when somebody sent me the link, I guess what it came down to, I guess we met one time, and I don't remember. Mm. I I guess I was an asshole to him or I was cold. I don't know. Mm, Like I said, you I don't know what I did. I don't remember meeting him. Right. So I don't know what interaction we had at one point, Mm. but I don't know. But he was like, Yeah, he does this racial shit. And it's offensive, man. I was like this. 
What are you talking about? If the black people are mad, why are you mad? Right, yeah. <laughs> I've never watched a set and been like, oh, this is Me? just. Me? Yeah, I've never, I've never seen a set of yours where I was just, this is just outrageous, you know? <laughs> I, try to be, I try to be smart in my racial humor yeah. where I'm not, I try not to do like, hey, black people can dance, white people can't. Yeah. Or black people like fried chicken. Or, you know, white people were so boring. Yeah. I, I try we've to be a little there. smarter than that. Yeah, we've it. been there. We've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, everybody's. But know. honestly, my racial jokes are stuff I've seen mm -hmm. with my family, how people were acting. Like, I did a joke about uh, my son playing basketball. And yeah. this, I really did this. He was like the only black kid on his team. He's mixed, mm -hmm. but he's the only black kid. And I went and sat with the other parents. And just for myself, amuse myself, I start hyping up my son yeah. to the parents around me. I was like, man, that black kid is good. We can't stop him. This guy's amazing. <laughs> Wish we had a black guy on our team. <laughs> How was they reacting? Oh, they're just looking around like, what the fuck's wrong with this? <laughs> I didn't say black. Yeah. I just kept hyping up my son. Right. It was clear I was talking about the black kid, yeah. right? I was like, man, this guy's amazing. We can't stop him. Jay's birth certificate, birth certificate. I bet you they was like, <laughs> they was looking at you in the, in the reflection of their phones. Just like, God damn it. Who is this guy? <laughs> nah, do you have a release date for Michael J. White's movie yet? Uh, no, we don't have one just yet. Uh, I'm sure, you know, COVID shut everything down in terms of like, you know, the rollout. So I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is at Tony Baker Comedy, right? It's uh, it's uh, Tony Baker now. Just Tony, it's just Baker. Tony Baker. Yeah, I got rid of, I dropped the comedy, man. I'm still Gary on comedy. I can't get Gary. Yeah, on. you know what? It, I got lucky with that because uh, a guy, my boy Cedric from All Deaf, he had he had a good relationship with some peeps at Instagram. So I was like, yes, take it off. Well, give me his number. Yeah, man. Cause <laughs> I've been I've been wanting I would to like get rid Gary of that Owen comedy. Make it easier. Yes, man. It's long as Because what made me mad is that the Tony Baker that had the name he hadn't posted since 2013. Yeah, that's what pisses you I off. I was like, give me that account, man. It should be, like, Instagram and all social media be like, the most popular one gets the name. Because I'm and active on the app. Yeah. I'm they active. I'm 17,000 posts deep. Yeah. Let me get that. That's what I said. <laughs> Let me what do you it. think of Cedric the Entertainer? Oh, man, Cedric the Entertainer is like, for me, he just never really curled over. I never, I you thought he was the worst of the Kings of Comedy. Oh, oh, it was just. Like when I saw it, I was like this. Why is he even on it? I was just like, you know, he got the suit on. He's, but I, he, just I, know, I didn't believe him. He ain't no suit. Chucky Ducky. Oh, I know man. that. You ain't want, no way that dude's You Chucky want to talk Ducky. about the realest comedians in the game. Look no further than Shucky Ducky. Yeah. Quack, quack. Come I on, heard man. when Cedric started. He slept with like four execs of BT. That's how he got the job on Comedy. Yeah, View. man. You know, I heard guys and girls. Oh man! And Cedric, you know how he got his name? He how? stole it from a, a comedian in Vegas. He was doing a whole bunch of like mob jokes. Yeah. And he was like, I like the entertainer. Let me get that. His name's not even Cedric. What is it? Steve. Steve. Yes. He's such a hack. Dude. Steve Tainer is his name. So he had the You know, you know the show, the neighborhood. It uh -huh. was the neighbor. Oh. And then they put a black family in, and they go, we're going to call it Neighborhood. Of course. Of course. Hacky shit. I'm sure Cedric was like, yo, put the hood on it. You yeah. Because I want people to think I'm from the hood. Right. He's really from Idaho. He's not even from the Midwest. I, I He's knew never it. had barbecue. Ever. Ever. 
Hacky shit. Man. I never liked that. Don't dude. get me started on He just and Percy's an asshole. Oh man, dog. Like, I saw like him. If you like when you meet some people, they're yeah. nicer in person. Right. He's Cedric worse in person. Oh my god, man. I saw him take homeless change out of somebody's cup. And then he got back in his Bentley. I was like, this is just the disrespect. He did it with a straight face, no smile, no. He reached in the cup, scooped out the change and the loose dollars, and got back in the Bentley. Got back in the Bentley? He got back in the Bentley. He wasn't even driving it. His driver was driving the Bentley, and Cedric ice grilled the homeless dude the whole time. It was, it was, I was like, man, you know. Bernie Mac never liked him. Oh. I ain't going to say how I know. Yeah. I had a conversation with Bernie. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was like, dude, I did not want, I want a Paul, he, Bernie wanted Paul Mooney. He did not want Cedric because he knew Paul was nice. Yeah. Paul was nice? He was a nice guy. Wow. And if you think Paul Mooney's nice, that shows you what a bigger dick Cedric is. It'd be, it'd be your own people. And then when you look at the Kings of Comedy, Cedric was portrayed as the nicest one. Right. Like he was the he like was Seti the guy. Bear. Oh, no, it was man. Seti Dick. You wanted to hug him. Hey, say, could you just come on camera real quick so they know we're not assholes? <laughs> okay, we're not assholes. <laughs> Cedric was here. <laughs> I did take the homeless dude. <laughs> and hop back in the Bentley. <laughs> I was there. I was the homeless guy. Shout out, man. Big up. I'm coming to do it, though. I'm going to come do your show, All right. Show, man. All, right. <laughs> All right, Tony. Well, I, I want to say goodnight because uh, Cedric came on, so he just, he just topped do, you. man. Yeah, right. you know what right. it is. I, I like getting like on a bang. If we go now, people are just going to tune off. Yeah, it's yeah. done now. We All right, Tony. Back. Appreciate you coming Thanks on, man. Thanks for having me, man. Right, have man. me back. Yeah, for sure. Six when, you, when you start recycling, bring yeah, me back. I man. will. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs>